Section 5 of Mob Rule in New Orleans by Ida B. Wells Barnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Holly Jensen. Section 5 Mob Brutality. The brutality of the mob was further shown by the unspeakable cruelty with which it beat, shot, and stabbed to death an unoffending colored man, name unknown, who happened to be walking on the street with no thought that he would be set upon and killed simply because he was a colored man. The Times Democrat's description of the outrage is as follows. While the fight between the Negro Desperado and the citizens was in progress yesterday afternoon at Cleo and Saratoga Streets, another tragedy was being enacted downtown in the French Quarter, but it was a very one-sided affair. The object of the white man's wrath was, of course, a Negro, but unlike Charles, he showed no fight, but tried to escape from the furious mob which was pursuing him and which finally put an end to his existence in a most cruel manner the negro whom no one seemed to know at any rate no one could be found in the vicinity of the killing who could tell who he was was walking along the levee as near as could be learned when he was attacked by a number of white longshoremen or screwmen for what reason if there was any reason other than the fact that he was a negro could not be learned and immediately they pounced upon him he broke ground and started on a desperate run for his life the hunted negro started off the levee toward the french vegetable market changed his course out the sidewalk toward gallatin street the angry yelling mob was close at his heels and increasing steadily as each block was traversed at Gallatin Street, he turned up that thoroughfare, doubled back into North Peter Street, and ran into the rear of number 1216 of that street, which is occupied by Chris Reuter as a commission store and residence. He rushed frantically through the place and out onto the gallery on the Gallatin Street side. From this gallery, he jumped to the street and fell flat on his back on the sidewalk springing to his feet as soon as possible with a leaden hail fired by the angry mob whistling about him he turned to his merciless pursuers in an appealing way and throwing up one hand told them not to shoot any more that they could take him as he was but the hail of lead continued and the unfortunate negro finally dropped to the sidewalk mortally wounded the mob then rushed upon him still continuing the fusillade and upon reaching his body a number of italians who had joined the howling mob reached down and stabbed him in the back and buttock with big knives others fired shots into his head until his teeth were shot out three shots having been fired into his mouth there were bullet wounds all over his body others who witnessed the affair declared that the man was fired at as he was running up the stairs leading to the living apartments above the store and that after jumping to the sidewalk and being knocked down by a bullet he jumped up and ran across the street then ran back and tried to get back into the commission store the italians it is said were all drunk and had been shooting firecrackers tiring of this they began shooting at negroes and when the unfortunate man who was killed ran by they joined in the chase 
no one was arrested for the shooting the neighborhood having been deserted by the police who were sent up to the place where charles was fighting so desperately no one could or would give the names of any of those who had participated in the chase and the killing nor could anyone be found who knew who the negro was the patrol wagon was called and the terribly mutilated body sent to the morgue and the coroner notified the murdered negro was copper-colored about five feet eleven inches in height about thirty-five years of age and was dressed in blue overalls and a brown slouch hat at ten thirty o'clock the vicinity of the french market was very quiet squads of special officers were patrolling the neighborhood and there did not seem to be any prospects of disorder during the entire time the mob held the city in its hands and went about holding up street cars and searching them taking from them colored men to assault shoot and kill chasing colored men upon the public square through alleys and into houses of anybody who would take them in breaking into the homes of defenseless colored men and women and beating aged and decrepit men and women to death the police and the legally constituted authorities showed plainly where their sympathies were for in no case reported through the daily papers does there appear the arrest trial and conviction of one of the mob for any of the brutalities which occurred the ringleaders of the mob were at no time disguised men were chased beaten and killed by white brutes who boasted of their crimes and the murderers still walk the streets of new orleans well known and absolutely exempt from prosecution not only were they exempt from prosecution by the police while the town was in the hands of the mob but even now that law and order is supposed to resume control these men well known are not now nor ever will be called to account for the unspeakable brutalities of that terrible week on the other hand the colored men who were beaten by the police and dragged into the station for purposes of intimidation were quickly called up before the courts and fined or sent to jail upon the statement of the police instances of louisiana justice as it is dispensed in new orleans are here quoted from the times democrat of july twenty sixth justice dealt out to folk who talked too much all the negroes and whites who were arrested in the vicinity of tuesday's tragedy had a hard time before recorder hughes yesterday lee jackson was the first prisoner and the evidence established that he made his way to the vicinity of the crime and told his negro friends that he thought a good many more policemen ought to be killed jackson said he was drunk when he made the remark he was fined twenty-five dollars or thirty days john kennedy was found wandering about the street tuesday night with an open razor in his hand and he was given twenty-five dollars or thirty days edward mccarthy a white man who arrived only four days since from new york went to the scene of the excitement at the corner of third and rampart streets and told the negroes that they were as good as any white man this remark was made by mccarthy as another white man said the negroes should be lynched mccarthy told the recorder that he considered a negro as good as a white in body and soul he was fined twenty-five dollars or thirty days james martin simon montagut eddie mccall alex washington and henry turner were up for failing to move on 
martin proved that he was at the scene to assist the police and was discharged montegut being a cripple was also released but the others were fined twenty-five dollars or thirty days each eddie williams for refusing to move on was given twenty-five dollars or thirty days matilda gamble was arrested by the police for saying that two officers were killed and it was a pity more were not shot she was given twenty-five dollars or thirty days end of section five recording by holly jensen